You're listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the Internet to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web shapes popular opinion, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com. My guest now is Deirdre Breckenridge. She is the president of PFS MarketWise. That's one word spelled with a Y. She is speaking on a panel at the 2009 PRSA International Conference, and I am pleased to have her with me at this table. Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. Uh, you've published four books, the most recent of which is Putting the Public Back in Public Relations with uh, Brian Solis. Yes, that's correct. Um, and I know that there was some controversy surrounding the release of the book uh, that was discussed on an episode of FIR. We'll have a link in the show notes to that episode. Um, if you can, summarize the controversy for us. Well, I think with the, the controversy, some of the people who were reading the book perhaps were asking, where's the research behind it? Um, you know, when you're, we've always been putting the public back in public relations. What statistics do you have? Where are you coming from with this? And, you know, when Brian and I wrote the book, this was years of our own experience. This wasn't uh, research that we had done, conducted surveys. We brought as much of our own experience and also had many, many experts on board that we interviewed, that we quoted in the book. And just if it came off as a, a book, there was no blame on any PR person or um, industry association. The whole book, the premise was to move forward together and to learn a great deal. We're, we're all still in it. We're learning together. And I think that that's really important to keep in mind that when you put the public back in public relations, what we're really doing is bringing the communication two ways, the way it always should have been and the way that it is now. You are a, uh, a force in new media. Um, you're very well known. Uh, you've written four books now. Uh, the first one, as you mentioned to me <laughs> earlier, with an editor. Right. Findings, I guess, uh, you know, tell us about the first book. I'll give you a chance well, to talk about that. Well, the first book was actually Cyber Branding, and that, that wasn't written with the co-author. Um, I wrote that one alone, and I guess it was really tough because back in 2000, when you write a book and it takes a year and it's published, the minutes it's published, it's obsolete. So a lot of the case studies that I put in for the brands, those, those, the bubble had burst and many of them had already passed on. So by the time I got to the second book, that was much more about PR and good strategy. Uh, it's called the New PR Toolkit. It came out in 2003. And I wrote that with an editor. Tom Delacri was um, editor of Internet Week at the time, and I thought it would be a really great idea to have a meeting of the minds so that you had the PR person and the journalist coming together to educate PR people on what's the best way to do media relations on the Internet, what strategies work, and how they could move forward and use this for their brands. And I see that uh, you, know, you have a pretty significant number of people following you on Twitter. Uh, you've built a very strong personal brand for yourself. Uh, what advice do you have for other people in PR or marketing who are looking to excel at personal branding? I think you really have to commit to social media um, and be yourself. 
So when I went into Twitter, I didn't have my marketing or PR hat on. I really was just listening first. And I do believe that in any community where you want to participate, you have to listen, learn the culture. You know, we've all heard that. Um, and it's important to be a resource. So as you become a resource to more and more people and become helpful, they start talking about you and spreading your brand and saying that you know you have information and it's being passed on. So that's what worked really well for me, being approachable, knowing that people could come to me and that I would be able to offer them good information that would help them in, in any kind of situation related to public relations and, and new PR. What is the cost of being a social media guru? <laughs> because I know you've got four kids at home. Yes. Four kids at home. Um, they are all teenagers, 13, 14, 15, and 17. Um, the cost is the time. So there's time, there's travel. It's hard to be away from the family. And when you're going to commit to that much time, you also have to commit to set time with them to make sure that you are there. I'm, I'm definitely a mother. I'm always a mother first. And then I'm Deirdre, author, president of PFS MarketWise, on Twitter, social media professional. So it's really, it's a big, big juggling act. And it's a balancing act. And if you're not in balance, it, it won't work. So, you know, we've always heard, you know, the, the cliche that it's very tough to be a mom and a professional, to balance your personal life with work. So what I'm curious to know is when you're a mom, are, do you have one eye on the Blackberry? And are you, I mean, are you a multitasking mom or do you sort of say no? Do you draw the line and say, no, when I'm with my kids, that's it. I don't tweet. I think I do a little bit of both. I can be a multitasking mom when I'm at home. However, when I am cooking dinner, and that can be three times a week, so I am committed to my family and dinners, then yeah, I shut it down. If we are on vacation, um, and this is classic, I think most professionals in general, when they go on vacation with their family, it's really hard to turn it off. So your family knows there's set times that you're going to be checking your emails, doing your tweeting, and then you have your, your day where, yeah, you do. You have to take the time to turn it off. And all of us have to realize that if we don't turn it off at some point, we can't rejuvenate. We can't become productive again. And we're just caught up in a, in a circle, in a whirlwind. And that's not healthy for our bodies, our minds, our souls. So it really is good to turn it off at some point. So you've been do, have you you've been doing this long enough to remember you know when there was no Twitter? Oh my gosh, yeah, twenty one right. years. So uh, there's been a number of stories that came out last year saying that uh, new media technology is actually making us smarter. That by giving us the opportunity to try to maintain multiple conversations mm -hmm. in our head at the same time, that we're smarter. I, I recently, well, not so recently, last holidays my niece who is 13 got a new macbook pro mm. and within an hour she was in the corner uh, eye chatting with six people on the screen right and my wife actually pulled me over there and said oh my god look at this this is look incredible this is amazing and and my boy who's four mm -hmm. um can't read but he can use his mom's iphone and change the settings on it um so i mean how do you how are we changing? Are we getting smarter or are we getting shorter attention spans? What do you think the net result of technological evolution is for our intelligence? Uh, I think we have the tremendous opportunity to become smarter. However, if you fragment yourself 
in so many different places and you're not able to listen and learn and engage properly, you're, you're doing a disservice to yourself or anybody that you're representing. But honestly, the technology, if we understand it and if we can filter it the right way to get to the relevant information and the conversations and to use efficiencies that help us. I just got a MacBook Pro myself, so I'm really psyched because I can see how Apple is much more efficient than when I was on my PC, but it's what you do with it. It's it's how much you learn and understand and really make it a part of your process and streamline and do things more effectively you become smarter and work at it. Deirdre, you're one of these people who brings uh, understanding of public relations together with an understanding of technology and social media. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, we, PR has always been an art, not a science. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that's somewhat scientific about using technology. So I guess how ready is PR to inherit the social media mantle? That's such a great question. Because depending on who you're talking to, in which industry, the answers could vary very much. I'm all for wherever you are with your adaptation of social media to continue learning and to push harder. Um, There are some public relations professionals who are just still dabbling in social media with their brands. And it's evident with certain questions, even at this conference, where how do you engage with a blogger versus other questions or or things that I know that are happening with my client. For example, we want to be in a cloud. We want to launch uh, an event in a Google Wave. So there's all different levels what professionals need to make sure wherever you are, you want to be 10 steps ahead of your clients. You want to be on top of the technology. And all that takes, there's all this great technology is out there. It's the commitment to learn it. It's to demo it. It's to research it. It's to use it. It's to be experimental. So that's what it takes at all different levels. If you had to handicap the PR industry as being ready to lead in social media engagement, you're betting with them or are you betting against them? Oh boy, what a what a question that is <laughs> at PRSA09. I am betting, of course I'm going to bet for the industry. I mean, I, I am pushing as, as hard as I can for professionals to understand where they need to be. And I think it might be a big wake-up call after some of these sessions, after they hear what's next, after they go to our panel, and we're talking about PR revolution and evolution and, and some of the newer technologies. So right now, you know, I don't think um, anyone can say in every segment across the board that they can lead because there's no way. Their brands, they're not there yet. And they're sometimes, in some cases, we are a function of our brand. So whether it's healthcare, which is moving a little slower, if you're in technology and that is a, a hot sector and really gets social media, well, yeah, you, you are ready to lead based on your experience. So, but I am pushing no matter what because I do think that professionals have access to really great resources and tools and knowledge. Just the fact that you can go on Twitter and get lost in such a learning experience or on Facebook or anywhere that you choose when you listen, it's there. It's just make sure you're filtering it and getting good information. So I'm, I'm all for leading. Not owning. I don't think we're going to 
own social media, I think that's going to be shared, but we will be a very big part and hopefully leading in it. Are we the spigot for the organization? Should it all fun- be funneled through us? Social media engagement? I mean, should, should, should the... Should PR be the social media police inside of the, inside of the company? Hmm. Not sure how that is going to play out, and every organization is going to be different. It would be logical based on communications, that communications would hold that function. There would be a higher level, though, somebody like a CMO, who is actually the chief conversationalist. And then the real challenge... For, for brands, especially big brands, is making sure that once it comes in, let's say it comes in through communication, it can't stay there. It That funnel has to spread out and fuse throughout the enterprise. You have so many different departments that need information. When you get all these great conversations and your, your customers, whether it's customer service, learning how unhappy and what they need to address, or how happy customers are. Maybe it's R&D because there's a lot of feedback on a product and gosh, we wish we had these enhancements that has to go into product development. Maybe it's PR, maybe it's marketing and you bet it's sales. So it really is a challenge making sure that however you're going to funnel it and logically through the communications department would be excellent, make sure it gets to all those other areas in the enterprise because that's where you're going to find value. So you're going to be on this panel to get uh, today with um, uh, Joe Jaffe, yeah. who I actually just interviewed. We'll have a link to his episode in the show notes. Fantastic. Um, you're also on with? Uh, Ariel Hyatt, who okay. is very big in the music industry with public relations. Okay. She's also an author. She wrote Music Success in Nine Weeks. And um, Cammie? Hoysa? Sure. She is moderating the panel session. Okay. So we're really excited about that. And um, Cammy's also a, a previous guest on the show, so we'll have oh, a link excellent. to her episode as well. And yeah, I just got a big announcement that my co-author and friend, Brian Solis, is actually on his way down. Oh, great. <laughs> so great. there's Brian's a big coming news. down too. Fabulous. Brian's coming down. Um, he was originally scheduled to be on the panel. And, you know, certain things and conflicts happen, but we've been in touch and, uh, yeah, just bought his ticket. So Brian Solis is on the way. Fabulous. Now, um, I know one of the things you're going to discuss is what's next. Yeah. Because, first of all, that's what's now? Now is Twitter right. and Facebook. I mean, yeah? Is yeah, that what's I now? Mean, what's now is a big cha- – th- this was actually discussed last night on the panel Looking Ahead. And, you know, 2008 and into 2009 was sort of the checklist. Okay, the brands have the Twitter profile. They have the Facebook profile, YouTube, Flickr. What's next is, there's quite a few things that are what's next. Now that we're listening, what do we do with that? That is what's next. Where will we be with sort of conversation monitoring versus mining that data and and how a company is going to use that and is it just going to be so overwhelming or can we actually use it effectively in the organization as I discussed before. I think we're going to be seeing a lot more from real-time collaboration like Google Wave where you can be working across multiple platforms and sort of taking taking your open ID with you and it's more transportable. PR is going to have to think about that. When all these communities are connecting, think about it. And, and Brian, Brian Soul has talked about this in, in a recent post. You have all these islands of social networks 
Well, behind Google Wave and behind some of the newer technologies, it's connecting all those islands to one big, huge human network and community. And think of the implications of that. Talk about you know brands shifting power over to consumers now and feeling like they lost control. When you have one big human network, the, the power within that network is going to be incredible. And the sociology that we have to understand behind the networks and, and the interaction of all those people, that's going to... So, so we have to understand it because sure? we're digital immigrants. But I wonder, my son, who's four and uh-huh. can use the iPod, <laughs> the iPhone without being able to read, do you think... We're just guessing. We're speculating right. here. Is he going to need to learn that, or is he just going to grow up with an awareness of that? He's just going to, I mean, your son is traversing and he's figuring it out, but as PR people, as these communities, whether it's your son at four years old or you have people scanning the web and connecting, we're going to have to understand what is the best way for brands to engage as these communities get more powerful and powerful, and what kind of information can we pull out of that, which leads to real-time analytics. I mean, think about it, and I, I hope I get this company right, but I think it's Apnati, which is a, an is, Israeli um, brand that launched, or a brand that launched in Israel, where you can actually, um, they got 0.5% of the population to buy into this sort of, um, application where you can get real life traffic, where you can actually see where there is a traffic jam. So you are finding information that is so targeted. The ability to be able to have search within vertical rather than just broad scans, but really knowing healthcare and getting targeted healthcare information and targeted movies and reviews. So we're moving into a lot more of technology that's going to guide us and give us useful information. Thing is, is that how are we going to use that to better engagement? And these are some of the things that we're going to see. Deirdre Breckenridge, president of PFS Market Wise, thank you for joining me for this conversation at the 2009 PRSA International Conference. Thank you. It was a pleasure. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the web to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web impacts corporate reputations, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com.